You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. the Lord. Praise Jesus. Amen. Okay. Um, Merry Christmas. Some of us are looking Christmas here already. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's the 19th of December. Many years ago when I was much younger, by this time my body doesn't feel normal. How many of us used to feel like that? Once it gets to 15, most times by 15, schools would have closed. So 16, 17 is just growing higher and higher. By 19, you're not normal. You know, Christmas, you know, just, it has to be, you know, everything has to be Christmas, uh, you know, aligned. Okay? And, and truly, it's, it's just a wonderful thing. And um, we that are believers who are beginning to know the real message of Christmas are highly privileged because all that, you know, feeling, all that nostalgia, all that emotion, all that, you know, thing in the air means nothing unless that Christmas takes place in your heart. Praise the Lord. Unless that babe, you know, that we're celebrating that was born in Bethlehem is born in my heart. Praise the Lord. So everyone's heart ought to be a Bethlehem. Amen? And that is the beauty of it. And as we celebrate and go from there, it just keeps growing and keeps growing. And sometimes I really feel for the children of this time, whether they get those same feelings. You know, we had a lot of things that made it like that. We traveled to the village. Any person here who traveled to London during Christmas when he was growing up? Or to Dubai? Praise the Lord. Now, now, little children travel to Dubai during Christmas. So how can they have that feeling? You know? So, so things, we, we go, we, we stay with cousins and all of that. And all of that is good for memories and all of that, you know. But as you are aware, recently the Lord began to speak to us that he is not really so much into Christmas again. Am I right? Praise the Lord. You need to be with me. I'm wearing canvas so I can stand for the next three hours. If you don't get the message, we'll stay here till. Hallelujah. So I need your response. Amen. The Lord began to tell us that where the world is, he has left. Praise the Lord. Where the natural world is, God has what? Left. And we saw that as we looked at the Christmas account 
And we saw that when this babe, when our Lord Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in fact, when the news of his birth came, they were not rejoicing. They were troubled. Both the religious establishment, everybody was troubled. They were not interested in going to celebrate as we are celebrating now. And at the time he was brought into the temple for dedication, only two people honored him. Only two people said, truly, the Messiah is amongst us, Simeon and Anna. Then you ought to know that what there is something else. It's become old news. Praise the Lord. God has left there. He's doing something. However, we are not going to cease to celebrate it because it's an occasion. And what is an occasion? An occasion is an opportunity for celebration, for bringing forth, of achieving a purpose. So Christmas is going to be for us an occasion. For showing the love of Christ. Amen. And telling the story afresh. Amen. And extending the goodness of the Lord as much as God gives us the power. So we are not deriding it. We are not pushing it aside. We will celebrate Christmas. Praise the Lord. All that we can do to just mark it and celebrate. We are going to do. However. However. Because there is more. We cannot be ignorant. We have to enter into the season that we are actually in, in the spirit. So in the natural, in the physical world, it's Christmas season. But in the spiritual, in the real world, in the world that controls what we are doing, it's not, they're not singing um, Mary, uh, uh, what was that song? Mary's boy child. No, he's a lion now. Praise the Lord. He's the lamb. He's the one that is seated at the throne of heaven. He's no longer a babe. Praise the Lord. What is happening now is that he's gearing up to come in power, in authority, in majesty. Praise the Lord. And as we began to see at the carol service, if you open your Bibles to 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, we see the season that we are in now. The season we are in. It says, let's read together please. It says, let no one deceive us by any means. For that day will not come unless what? The falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. So we are told, we are informed by the Lord from his word, that we are in a season called the falling away season. When a season where believers, can you please give us that in Amplified? Thank you, sir. Let's read together. Let no one deceive or beguile you in any way. For that day will not come except the apostasy comes first. Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come. Let's read that again. Unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come. This is the season where we are in. The season where as much as we are trying to win new people, 
those who are already in are saying, church doesn't matter again. We're tired. This thing is not, um, you know, I know God. I see God once saved, forever saved. You know, um, uh, there is no, and um, the righteousness of God, whatever I do. We are seeing that Christians who had known the Lord, who had been on fire for the Lord, are drawing back. Now it is a season, as much as Christmas is the season that we are seeing it now, or we know, we remember it growing up. This is the season that the world is in now. It's the season of falling away. It's a season where, in our Lord Jesus Christ says, if those days were not shortened, even the very elect will fall. It's something that you and I should give extra thought and attention to. So maybe after we say Merry Christmas, we'll say don't fall away. Hallelujah. It might sound too mean and too hard, but the person will be glad. Because the prayer, Merry Christmas, you will not fall away in the name of Jesus. Or you will stand strong in the name of Jesus. So with that as, as, as a meditation, the, the Lord impressed something that I want us to consider. To meditate on and to share with, you know, before we go into the um, other part of the service. Come with me to Hebrews chapter 10 and we'll read verse 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And it says, And let us, I'd like us to read together, please. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. As is the manner of some But exhorting one another And so much the more As you see the day Can you see what is happening here? The Bible told us This thing is going to happen And then the Bible is telling us What we are going to do to survive Praise the Lord Or better still to thrive So it says 24 It says what? Well, let us what? So I know this is a season where Christians are going to be falling away. So what do I do? I consider. I'm considerate. So like the Apostle Paul wrote. Where he says. If meat will cause my brother to stumble. He says. Then let me not eat meat. Because I know it's a season. Where anything can cause anybody to stumble. So I become extra careful. I become extra considerate. That's what he said. Let us consider one another. Can, can you give us that in a message amplified or both? You know. He says and let us consider and give attentive, continuous care to watching over one another. Studying how we may do what? Stir up, stimulate and incite to love and helpful deeds and noble activities. 25 says, not forsaking or neglecting to assemble together as believers, as is the habit of some people, but admonishing, warning, urging, and encouraging one another, all the more faithfully as you see the day approaching. What I want you to pick here is that the New Testament, because of the love God has for us, is tailored to see that we'll make it. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is working through the 
you know, the, 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 pen, the, the prophets and the apostles who penned the word of God to see that we passed the exam. So they've told us there's going to be an exam. There's going to be a sifting. There's going to be perilous times. And then they're telling us this is how you're going to survive it. Now, if anybody has not taken note, COVID is a major attack on the Christian faith. On everything really, but particularly on the Christian faith. You know why? Backsliding now is now official. Because before you can say to somebody, brother, I didn't see you at the meeting. Brother, I'm not seeing you in church. And the brother will need to explain himself. But now if you say anything before he finishes, he says, I'm online. The brother does not travel online. The brother's restaurant that he eats is not online. Praise the Lord. The, the social gatherings the brother attends is not online. Every other thing is live. But church, before you finish, I'm online. So backsliding cannot be detected again. Praise the Lord. Everybody has, you know, some justification. It's a major attack. Because you see, the, the, the word of God knows it is, it's, it's the, the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and when, forever. So the world was not written for when there was no COVID. The world was written for all times. There is something about us coming together and seeing ourselves together. And that's why it says not forsaking the assembling of yourselves online. Is that what it said? Assembling of yourselves what? Let me give you a test to check. Go and check politicians. Tell me one political meeting they're having online. In the midst of COVID, there were conventions, in, in, uh, there were elections in Edo and some other places. Show me the campaign they did online. They voted primary. Show me the primary voting they did online. There are some businesses that cannot be done online. Are you with me? No, it cannot be done online. Anyway, so it says, because of the falling away, because of the day, because of that day that is approaching, it says, let's not neglect our coming together. It's important we come together, okay? Now, if you go back to verse 24, where is, we, we take the, our, our main meditation there. It says, it's not just that we, we, we do what we do. It says we consider and stir up. And the picture here is very clear. You know, the way, the way I, I saw the picture. Have you seen those pictures where areas, particular areas are flooded? You know, you see maybe a whole city, a whole you know, part of an area is flooded. Do you see what happens in those places? Do you see people linking hands? You've not seen it before? Answer me now. Why are they linking hands? You know why they're linking hands? Because as the flood is happening, if it sweeps under where five people are, but those five people are holding on to other ten, the hands of the ten that are standing will hold them. Is somebody getting it? That is what the Bible is saying. 
He said, consider one another. Because of the time we are in, you have to hold somebody. Not just for the person's good, but for your own good. Together we survive. Praise the Lord. Together we make it. So as the choir, as voice of uh, 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 springs, we're singing and charging us up, you know, to love and all of that. It's not song. It's, the, it's warfare. Praise the Lord. It is warfare. Part of the things that is destroying the country now is that God's own design, God's own social welfare design that was given to us as a nation has, you know, is being uprooted. Part of the things we had growing up is the extended family system. Praise the Lord. The truth is this, I, I, I can, I'm sure for most of us here, from about this 15th to uh, maybe sometime early January, where I come from, there is no kitchen that is for father and mother and these children. When you cook in this family, all the cousins, everybody will eat from there. So the children will be moving from one place to the other. In that season, you cannot be hungry. But now what happens is this. The kitchen has become a highly, you know, protected zone. That's why you go home for Christmas and go back and your cousin will plan to kidnap you. These are the things that were put in the system. We stand together. It says, consider and give attention. Why? Because the days are evil. The time is almost there. They're falling away. We're in that season where there'll be discouragement. There'll be trials. Things will happen that you just can't bear it alone. Praise the Lord. Things you will, you will experience things that you just have to share. The Lord has put provision in his word. Come with me to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. In 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 says, But know this, that in the last days, what? Perilous times will come. Isn't that what he's still saying? The falling away. That's where we are. I want us to read verse 2 to 5. And, you know, when we finish reading it, I'm going to do a test. If you get the answer, you'll win something from me. Let's read 2 to 5. It says, For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, Despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness but denying its power. Okay, let's stop there. What is the sickness of that time? You can look at, if you have your Bible, you can look into your Bible. So you see it together. What is the sickness of that time? What is the danger? Of that time or of this time of that time as written and of our time what is the danger 
Sorry? Selfishness. Yes. Your clothes. Sorry? Huh? The flesh. Yes, your clothes. You're, 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 in, the, you're in the zone. Sorry? Envy. Yes. We're, we're all correct. Okay. Apostasy is the total conclusion. Yeah, okay. Okay, simply. Let's, let's go back now from verse 2. I want you to check the word that occurs most from 2, 3, and 4. Two, three, 2, 3, 4. It says, for men will be what? Okay, quickly, let me save you the time. See how many times you see love gone wrong. The first one is that men will be what? Lovers of themselves. Let me ask you a question. What is the first and the greatest commandment? Love who? No, not your neighbor. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your might. That's the first. So, the, the sickness of this time is a love sickness. I wanted to title the sermon Love Sickness, but people might think something else. It's a love sickness. It's going to take love and put virus in it. And love will go to all the wrong places and not go to the one right place. Let's read it again now. You see, men will be what? That's the one wrong place. The second one again. Okay, continue. Go to three. Three says what? That is not loving anybody. Unforgiving, slanderers without. Go to four. Say another abuse of love. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, and what? The sickness of the time is love sickness. Is love gone wrong? Is love sent in the wrong direction? And anybody who that sickness catches, nothing can save him. If you like, be a pope. Are you with me? If you like, be a bishop. You will take the microphone and love yourself and love money and love pleasure. So I will come and everything I preach to you will be to bring me comfort because I'm the man of God. Are you getting me? And all I do will be tailored not in the direction that points men to love the only one whom they are to love, God. That is why our society is the way it is. There is no love of God anymore. There is love of me, love of my maybe church, Love of my, love of what again? My tribe, whatever it is. But there is no love of God. The sickness has eaten it. Whereas if we say Christmas, what is Christmas? John 3.16. For God would love the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes should not perish. So Christmas is God's intervention to deliver us from perishing. Inasmuch as you see a babe and all of that, it is actually a deliverance. It is a redemption. It is God saying, man, I don't want you to perish. So the process of Jesus being born was leading to his sacrifice on the cross. To come and save me, to come and save you. Praise the Lord. Now, that love that God loves us, the Bible says something about it. Romans 5, 18. 
you, you may put it on the screen for us, please. Romans 5.18. This is what, the way the Bible says it. It says... So, sorry, is that... Uh, my eyes. Romans 5.8. It says, well... It says, God does what? Demonstrates his own love towards us. That what? While we're still sinners, Christ did what? That is how much God loves us. So, God didn't love us because we looked anything that we should be loved. Sin is rebellion against God. Sin is, you know, transgression against God. But God demonstrates what love is. I'm going somewhere. God demonstrates what love is in that world. While we were sinners, while we are yet sinners, he died for us. He concluded it. So he took a risk on love and loved us. That's why now he says to us that the greatest commandment, because we're going to understand something of the scripture now. The greatest commandment which we see in Matthew 22, 26, 36 to 40, is that we love God. Now, somebody might want to imagine. Why should that be the greatest commandment? Is God lonely? Is God, you know, bored? Why does God command me to love him? It's very simple. The reason is that love not reciprocated is love not received. Hello? Love not what? Is love not received? If you don't reciprocate love, you can't receive it. That's why if you read the Bible, if, if you have your search, if you put it, it's almost, you see hundreds of it in the Bible. Why? Because God has loved us. He has finished loving us to the extent that he can't even go back. He can't take a step back. So he wants you to do what? To love him. Not to do anything for him really, but so that you can enter into the love he has for you. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, I'll give you an illustration that will help you. In Mark, Mark 10, there's a person in the Bible we know as the rich young ruler. This man came to Jesus and asked him, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And the Lord Jesus Christ told him, this is what you should do, this is what you should do. And the Bible said, the man said, I've done all those things. And verse 21 of Mark 10, verse 21. I like that part. Verse 21 says, Jesus, read it for me please. Jesus, then Jesus, what? Looking at him, what did he do? He loved him. He loved him. There are few verses in the scripture where you see that type of thing recorded. Jesus looking at him. Not just the love that he loved him eternally. Jesus just loved him. And then went ahead to extend an invitation to him. Okay? He said to him, one thing you lack, go sell all that you have, give to the poor, you have treasure in heaven, come take up your cross and follow me. I want you to, I want to ask you a question. Did this man enjoy this love? Did he experience this love? Was Jesus sincere with the love? Did Jesus really love him? Why didn't he experience it? Simple. He did not what? He did not reciprocate. He didn't. So when you see in the last days, the number one sickness being not loving God, 
is the agenda of the devil. He knows that a people who don't love God, no matter what God does, they can never benefit from it. That's the attack of our time. And, and the way it is, the way God has created human beings is love. It, it, I mean, we, we, we'll deal with love. God, the Holy Spirit will help us. Love, just like, um, I, I'm looking for a vessel now. I'm looking, do we have a vessel there? Water, anything, any vessel. Thank you. Okay, just like this vessel is here now, it's filled with water. Okay? If I want this vessel to be filled with stone, and I start putting stone here, what is going to happen? The water will be going out. And if I succeed in filling it with enough stones, I will have minimum water. The truth is that provided this is a vessel, it can never be empty. We will say this vessel is empty because there is no water. But when there is no water in it, what is inside? There is air. If we put stone, then there is a bit of air and some stone. Now, you are a vessel of love. You are created to love God. At any point in time, if you're not keeping that first commandment of loving God, just like the thing we know this uh, uh, bottle is made for, is for water. If you're not loving God with your heart, you're loving something else. That's why where we read in 2 Timothy said, the first thing we see in that 3 verse 2 is what? Men will become what? Lovers of themselves. That one takes 70%. That is why today the gospel has been changed. If you listen to most things that they call gospel, it is you. Because you came to church to worship you. You came to church to sing about you. You came to church to pray about you. You came, everything is about you. The next thing is money. And then the next one is unloving. The next one is all your enemies. You have to use church and kill them. You have to overtake somebody. Is some, are you following me? Verse 4, where it concludes on, and I love, you know, the symptoms of, of the time. It says, lovers of pleasure. That's where obedience becomes the most difficult thing. You don't want to obey God because you have set up an idol. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It is where we are now. As long as the enemy can keep that love out, the one for God, he doesn't struggle. All other things will fill it in. Now, what are we to do? That's why Hebrews 10 said, let us consider one another. In order to do what? To stir up. So I am not only working on myself, but I'm thinking, how do I provoke my sister? Knowing that this is the battle, how do I provoke my brother? How do I challenge them to love God in this difficult and wicked, perilous time? How do I do that? Somebody give me a key. How do I do that? You know how I do that? I do that simply by applying what I call the technology of love. Let me say the technology of love. If, if, you, if you come, First John 4, please, verse 19. We're going to see the technology of love. The way love works is this. 
by principle and by God's original design, just like we are going to see from the scripture. It says we love God. Why? He, because he did what? You see, love originates from God. Jesus Christ is love. That's why the Bible says, for God is love. All love that there is originates from what? All the good love. Okay, let me, let me explain that. Originates from God. And like we read, even while we're sinners, we had no love. But God did what? Poured love on us. And as that love, you know, overwhelmed us and covered us, we began to respond. And we began to respond, isn't it? And we began to respond. Now, we are able to love God back. Then, when we succeed with loving God back, God brings the, the, the levels, the, 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 the playing field lower for us. So, the Bible now says, the second commandment is like the other. What should you do? Love your neighbor as yourself. And in this first John, if you if we read back from verse 12, it says, it begins to say, you can love God whom you've not seen. Okay? If you have not loved your brother whom you see. So they, they brought down the standards so that we can make progress in this love for God. So they begin to say to us, okay, it says, no one has seen God at what? But if we do what? Then God abides in us and what? So what is that saying? It's saying to me, in this last days, in this time of falling away, loving you, sir, is for my safety. Loving you is my protective device. <laughs> is someone getting it now? Okay, let's read that First uh, John 4, 12 down. Let's read it down. Let's read it down. No one has seen God at any time, okay? It says, if we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is what? And he who abides in love does what? And God in 17 says what? He says love has been what? Perfected among us in this. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Why? He said because as he is... So are we in this world. It goes on to say, in this love there is no fear. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. 19 now says, we love him. Why? He said, because he first loved us. They are breaking it down for us. What am I trying to say to us this morning? That this season that we are in, this falling away season, the safety heaven has given us, is one word love the right love the right love because you see mental capacity the deception like we said at the carrot no, nobody plans to be deceived someone can overwhelm you okay 
Someone can bring superior argument and just take you unawares and before you know it, you're lost. But there's something about love. That's why the Bible talks about those, the love of the truth. There's a love you have. It will bring you to a place of simplicity, but will also be a place of safety. Anything that you know that will harm my brother, that will harm my sister, if you run away from it, you cannot sin. Every sin is a manifestation of lack of love. Praise the Lord. Everything the enemy is going to use to tempt you, to make you to fail as a Christian, is going to involve your compromising love for your neighbor. It's going to involve you not loving your neighbor enough. How many people have been born again here for... um, Okay, the the pastors here, just raise your hand. Deacons, raise your hand. You know, just leaders. Do you know what makes some of us do the things we do? When I think about you. Pastor Nat, I didn't want to come for prayer yesterday. I was too tired. Do you understand? I was too tired. But you see, when I think that if I don't come, somebody will be discouraged. For those of you that don't come, you are not thinking about us. It's as simple as that. No matter, everybody excuses. Uh, how do they say it? A score for a dime. Not even a dozen for a dime. Excuses. Everybody can have to lose my temper. I can lose my temper. But if I think that there are believers there, there are young Christians there who are going to say, uh uh-uh, this brother, he led us in prayer the other day. Why is he losing his temper? I can beat my wife. But if I think that I have neighbors who I want to win to Christ and are going to say, ah, is this what Christ makes people do to beat their wives? Eh? I can wear micro mini. Do you understand? And say, so after all, God gave me hot legs. I don't want the legs to get cool. But if I remember that I'm a believer and somebody's going to look at me and say, ah, ah, what kind of Christ is making you go naked? I told the madman of Gadarin, clothed himself. I can, I can do business and, you know, cheat people and do all kinds of things. But when I remember that those people are going to find out, or they already know I'm a Christian, and they're going to say, ah, if a Christian does this type of business, I, I mean, if he gives bribe and, you know, does... Then me that I'm not a Christian. Let me take it to Yahoo Plus. Now listen. Don't, don't say. We all thought like that. Before we got born again. That's what it is. Love will keep you safe. Because you want to do something. And it's no longer about you. That's why the first thing in that second, uh, second, uh, second Timothy 3.2. Is lovers of themselves. The first deliverance is that you become a lover of God. So God becomes supreme. Joseph said, how can I commit this sin against who? God. Against God. Falling away. Seizing. Ah, love is it too. Love both for those that are close. Love for those that are far. 
Love for those you do business with. Love for those that live with you. Love for those that you meet in church. Love for those. I mean, you know, it's as though I'm taking on the online people today. But, you know, online people are back. I want to ask you, if all of us did online, if choir, this beautiful choir that sang today, springs online, Everybody online. Instrumentalists online. Somebody will be playing drums and put it on Zoom. Another person will be playing keyboard. What do you understand? Listen. It says, let us consider one another. That's the word I brought to us. The picture the Lord gave to me is see how they hold themselves during the flood and nobody swept away. That's how we must hold ourselves in these last days. Because there is a sweeping away. There is a sweeping away. It's not about me. Praise the Lord. In there, my safety is. Because the whole thing is configured around love. So, love for God manifested, demonstrated through love for the brethren. And this love for the brethren, someone, you know, I, I just gave the general one. Someone might now come and tell me, Pastor, there are some people that are unlovable. Have you encountered such people? Let me tell you something now. Let me answer you. Brothers and sisters, this is not my experience, so I've not won all the love cases I have. But if somebody can love a Rottweiler until a Rottweiler becomes a pet, and someone can love a lion until a lion becomes a pet. And someone can love a snake until a snake becomes a pet. Are you saying that that person is worse than a Rottweiler? You know the reason you've not succeeded? You have not poured enough love. It might be beyond what you can give. But nobody can resist an overdose of love. He said the love technology is this. He said we love him because he does what? He first loved. There is a way you can love somebody. Worst case, he will now run from you. You understand? He will know that your love is what? Too much. He will, the person will run from you. If you God, God, every wild animal can be subdued with love. What of human beings? It's just like you are now. You send me a lot. Plenty dollars. Send me another lot. Plenty dollars. Send me another. There is no how. You see, I will know your name. <laughs> if I come for family fun day, I will ask after you, huh? where have you been? Do you understand? Now, some of you are here now. You are not loving anybody. And then you would feel that there is no love in this church. Who have you first loved? Eh? Who? There, there is no love. There is no love because if you go to, a, if you open a bank account and you make no deposit, when you want to withdraw, what will you see? That's if they haven't even used charges to empty the one you kept there. That's the way it works. We love him because he first loved us. So that your in-law, that your in-law. How much love? This is Christmas. Hear me now. 
Send that in-law a generous gift with a nice text message. Blessing her, blessing him. Are you hearing me? New Year, send another one if the person hasn't changed. By Easter, the person hasn't send another one. By this time next day, come and tell me what is going on. Let me see if the person is worse than a python. Trap a lion now. Keep it, be feeding it. After some time, it will know. They, they have, I, I've seen stories of bears. I've seen stories of lions that respond to somebody that saved it out of trouble. And their wild instincts are subdued because they know this one loves me. This one showed me love. Brothers and sisters, we are in the falling away season. In the spiritual, yes. In the, Christmas, in the natural, it's Christmas season. But in the spiritual, it's the falling away season. And the safeguard for this season, where there's such, you know, so much attack, is love. In all its ramifications. But primarily love for God. Manifested through love for the people. Love for God's people. Love for God's house. Some of us want to hear a message on prosperity. Let me preach it to you. I'm serious. Let me preach it to you. The day you decide that I'm going to bless people next Sunday, or maybe next Sunday might be too far. Offices are closing. By next year, Ah, that empowerment kingdom ladies are doing, I will sponsor five people. By next year, I would, you know, send pay school fees for this number of children. Listen to me. If you have that in your head, eh? when you're sleeping like this, are people say that when hunger is sleeping, when uh, laziness is sleeping, younger is sleeping, you say hunger will do what? If you have a desire to bless, Something will get you up and push you to FCD. Give me contract. Push you to somewhere. Give me job. The reason you're not knocking on any door is that you're looking for somebody to dash you money. When you get a burden to be a blessing, your body will adjust. I told you here how, you see, I don't know. I don't know how people are able to do it. But how can you be a man and have a family and relax and your wife will be providing for you? Or not even a man, you are not yet married and you are looking to marry a girl that will take care of you. Report them to me. Listen to me. It's love that will drive you to think to activate the gift of God. To activate the talents in your hands. So you make money to show love to your wife. To show love to the person you want to marry. To show love to your neighbors. But selfishness will not allow you to do that. It won't allow you. Any relationship where you're in and you're just looking to receive. You have shut yourself out from provision. Listen. It is God that gives us what? The power to make wealth. 
And God said, love your neighbor as yourself. That place where you are, ask yourself, if this thing turned around, will I be happy the way my spouse or my friend or whoever is behaving? Someone was telling me about a friend they had. That every time they go out to eat, five of them, six of them, seven of them go out to eat. That when they finish eating and they bring the bill, this friend's job is just to take the, the bill and calculate. When he calculates, he says, okay, pass it to the other. So different people are paying. He never pays. I bet you if you go and check in their group, he'll be the poorest. Yes, thank you. Because it is more blessed to give than to receive. And that giving is love. It's not having too much. People think people give because they have too much. You have not seen those who are afflicted with miser demon. They will take the one you have. They have more, but they will take the one you have. People give because they love. Spiritual advancement. We are talked of money now. Spiritual growth. Is love also? The things you hear, do you share with anybody? I mean, thank God for social media. Do you take from the summer and write a statement just to bless somebody? I told you my experience here. As when I got born again, you know, I didn't know enough of the Bible to know that Ishmael was born first. That's how... That's how stark ignorant I was. And I was preaching. Are you hearing me? That's how ignorant I was of the scriptures. And I was preaching to a Muslim. You need to give your life to Christ. And she said no. That she's a Muslim. That Ishmael is first. I said ah no now. I said Isaac. When I saw it in the Bible, the type of shame that covered me was wearing suit. <laughs> but love was pushing me. You, with all the ones you know, all you do is sit in church and take the preacher. You missed it here, Pastor. This one is not correct. The growth in spiritual things is by application. Say those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercise to discern good and evil somebody is sick you hear somebody is sick hey, well, sorry what does the bible say when you hear somebody sick he said lay hands on the sick yes you see many people here don't tell me when they are sick I don't know whether they are afraid or not but that's your business but if you tell me one thing I do is that I keep praying until you are healed you know what because me I work in divine health. I'm telling you, God is merciful to me. My sickness doesn't last one night. Some nights I go to bed sick, I wake up well. Because throughout the night I'll be telling God, I receive healing. By the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. What, what, what I'm trying to say that is this. You have opportunity. Because whenever we teach on this law, people think those who give them money. Do you understand? But... That, that's the lowest level. What have you, about even just genuine encouragement? Like you tell, you know, uh, uh, Spring Square, God bless you people. How many of us were blessed? How many of us made the praise and worship? How many people will go to them and say, God bless you, thank you, you bless me? 
Most people won't do that. You will, you will show them as they pass. Meanwhile, the person is wondering, hey, did I go off key? Did I even know what I sang? And almost going into discouragement. The little love that you can use and brighten the person's day, you hold it. Do you understand? You hold it. Just go to the person. Ah, you know, brother, thank you. Ah, the prayer you led, you know, strengthened me. Or even if it didn't strengthen you, just tell the person thank you. Because if they told you to lead that prayer, you won't eat for two days. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's love. As we do these things, what happens is that we are getting stronger together. We're encouraging one another. You know why? I had reasons there, but I said I follow script. One of the reasons why we must love one another is this. The enemy we have hates us equally. Hates us together. And when we come together, we stand more chance of pushing him down. So it's better. You're standing, you're standing, you're standing, you're standing. Gives us more chance. If the devil is defeated in your life, it's easier for him to be defeated in my life. Praise the Lord. So, I want to round up. So, what season are we in? Let me do a check. The falling away season. What is the sickness of this season? Love sickness or love attack. Love is under attack. What is the way out? Love for God demonstrated and expressed through love for the brethren. We don't have time to go into love for everyone. You know the Bible is so beautiful. It says if you, these things I'm teaching us now, we are learning now. The Bible says if you do this and stop, it says what do you more than the others? It said even the tax collectors, the Oboni people do this for themselves. Don't they support one another? <laughs> it says if you stop there, you're just at the level of the wicked. They love, they greet one another. They encourage one another. They share amongst one another. So this is the basic. So if we stop here, we'll continue some other time. This is the basic. We need to grow to where everybody knows this man is love mad. You know, when we talk of conforming to the image of Christ, have you thought about Christ? The Bible says he went about doing good. The people were not so nice to him. Even his family doubted him. But he just kept loving them. Father, we thank you. So this morning, we are going to receive grace. Because, you know, love is what we talk about all the time. So the Bible tells us in 1 John 3. 1 John 3, 16 to 18. Please just put it so we try and round up from there. 16 to 18. Okay, let's just do 18 because of time. 18. He said, my little children. He said, let us not love in word or in tongue, but what? And in... So let's bow our heads. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. To speak to me. To speak to you. How this season this season 
the beautiful thing about it is that what you do right for the falling away season will fit the Christmas season. So you can kill two birds with one stone. Lord, help me to love. Even the little children that are hearing me. You can be a sweeter child to your parents. You can be a better friend. You can show the love of God. You can have compassion, genuine compassion. You can walk with a body for producing godly results. Somebody here, his finances is going to experience a transformation. Because it's going to determine to bless. To be an answer. I want to love not just in word or in tongue. But in deed and in truth. Lord speak to me. Where you have spoken to me. Give me grace. Let me diffuse the love of Christ everywhere. Let me diffuse the love of Christ. Let this church be blessed because I'm here. Let my fellowship be blessed because I'm there. Let my brother be blessed because I saw him today. Let my sister be encouraged. Let nobody I come in contact with remain downcast. Pass by me, Lord. Pass by me. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. And while we're talking to him, there may be one or two persons who are here. You have not received the love of Jesus. You have not said to him in return, I will love you. We say love must be responded to. He died on the cross so that your sins will be washed away. Have you said to him, Jesus, I trust you to wash my sins away today. I'm coming to you. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me your own. Are you saying that today I can pray with you? We're about to round up. If you're saying that you can raise your hand. I want to surrender my life to you Jesus. Anywhere you are. I want to surrender my life. Jesus. Even as we celebrate. We started by saying Bethlehem. The new Bethlehem is in my heart. Jesus has to be born in my heart. He has to come into my heart and reign. Is there anyone there? Saying, Lord, I come to you. Lord, I come to you. Lord, I come to you. If you're raising the hand, Father, we thank you. Lord, we'll bless you. We'll give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Glory to your name, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our God. Lord, we appreciate you. We receive that grace, O oh Lord. Even in this season to love. In word. In speech. But most importantly, in deed and in truth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray.
listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway, near next Cash and Carry, Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.